0: Hey Joey.
1: How are okay. you? You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah,
0: I'm really well, thank you. Really well. I cool. love that background. That background right? is
1: sweet. Isn't <laughs> that cool? I <laughs> love it. And I That's can put my amazing. face right here and be
0: like, whoa <laughs> <laughs> That is so cool. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh I can't I can't tell you how stoked I am to be able to talk to you, honestly. I, I literally I love it flight of the navigator it's like one of my favorite films of all time like it's just, yeah. Bucket oh, list. That's cool. this yeah this, cool, cool. this is bucket list so i really appreciate your time really Accurate, appreciate it sure. um how are things how
1: are things with you how are you doing i'm good i'm good yeah it's uh it's wanting to snow here but uh so far it's just slushy yeah um,
0: whereabouts in the world are you
1: oh i'm in uh Can- i'm in uh, Western Canada, so I'm on Vancouver Island. Oh wow, yeah. Blimey. Yeah. It's
0: struggling to snow there. Well, it's it's snowing here. I have snow here. We've had snow all day so far. Oh uh, yeah. And where where are you? Uh, I'm in I'm in near Peterborough in in the UK. So okay. uh, so yeah, on the far side east of the east of the UK. So right. okay, we, we rarely ever get snow. So it's like a it's like a blue moon type thing for us over here. So one right,
1: okay
0: so but so yeah so
1: I have a I have a friend in Essex that's kind of towards the east That's not far Elijah. from where right. we are yeah okay okay cool
0: Yeah 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 that's not far from where from where I am Essex is probably about half an hour's drive I would say oh, nice. from where I am nice. Yeah it's not too bad cool. Not too bad How are you finding covid and and everything how is that for you
1: Um it's not too bad we you know fortunately um canada handled it pretty well been you know doing uh doing pretty well uh there's you know we wear masks and uh no gatherings essential travel stuff like that but um but uh it's been it's been okay actually i uh the first kind of major like when when everything kind of hit in march last march um i actually Kind of buckled down and and was able to utilize the kind of alone time. I started doing a bunch of home workouts and reading plays and scripts and things like that. So that was that was fun. And um, no, I'm just kind of trying to get back into that after the holidays. I <laughs> I mean, I I still do you know daily and stuff. And and um, we we were actually working on a film uh before the holidays and so i'm shooting a little bit later today and we had a nice shoot yesterday and stuff so that was fun it's good oh, excellent what yeah. was that about what's, what's that film about um well it's actually kind of a thriller uh called the 12 step strangler and it's okay uh, so uh, yeah i've got there's a really good film community here you know just local people writing and making making stuff uh for the love of it and for experience and practice and uh, my friend Matt he's the writer director and um, yeah he's had had some really good success with his last western which was really cool I wasn't able to be in that one but so this one is um, yeah it's about a a serial killer who's preying on uh, recovering addicts in uh, in meetings so 12-step meetings yeah 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 12-step stranglers
0: Oh that's that that sounds actually that sounds really good. And yeah, you what, what sort sure. of um what sort of role did you have in there?
1: Um I'm one of the one of the uh meeting goer guys. Uh it's actually started off as a short film and then uh you couldn't get it under the twenty minute mark and so ended up wanting to turn it into a feature and so now we've been able to develop all our characters. It's kind of an ensemble, like really an ensemble cast. Um, okay. Uh, kind of pointing the finger and in, in different directions so you're not really sure who who the b- the bad guy is and, yeah. and all that stuff and and um, yeah and I just I play a guy who's uh, kind of like he's clean and sober but he's been acting out uh, you know kind of with with women a bit like d- just kind of dating but can't really commit you know he's like afraid to Afraid to love and and uh, and kind of looking for comfort in other ways and all this stuff. So yeah, okay. it's it's cool, it's fun. Excellent. Um,
0: and uh, I'm assuming that's that's local then to to where you are.
1: Yeah, yeah, right here on the island. Uh, I'm in the It's kind of mid, right in the middle of the island, okay. on the west coast and uh, no, the east coast. Sorry, east coast event. <laughs> yeah, but uh, awesome. But
0: yeah. So uh, is that is that just going to be like a a normal to, to DVD, Blu-ray, or is that um, a sort of theatrical release? Do you know?
1: I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not sure. It'll, it's really low budget, independent. It's um, you know, he he might put it in some film fests and things like that. It's uh, right now, it's it's really um, uh, he's just kind of building, you know, bu- building up his his experience and practice of, of filmmaking. Right? It's that we we all are really kind yeah. of just uh doing doing stuff that we love and having fun with it and uh and making the best best little productions that we can so
0: Indi- uh, indie films independent films are the best films because they always have so much heart and soul and emotion in it and there's a lot of love that goes yeah. into independent films and they definitely don't get as much credit as they probably should do i think uh i, yeah. I love independent films yeah. like I will watch all the all the ones I can find on Amazon or Netflix I'll always right. try and watch all of those because I think you know it, they are the ones that will leave a lasting impression you know most films just especially Netflix they just produce films for the sake of it
1: yeah it's it's true it's true for sure <laughs> you find you find what you know one or two gems I've actually been like watching a lot of uh a lot of British TV series so, okay um which I've been really loving because the acting is incredible. Um, I mean, uh, like I was watching Broadchurch, you know, with David Tennant and Olivia Coleman. I love Olivia Coleman; She's just, and David Tennant. I mean, and I've just, uh, yeah, so I've been really kind of stuck into those and, and, uh, and loving them. I watched The Bodyguard, which was good. Um, I find the storylines are so much better. I don't know what it is, but, I can't figure it out where it's yeah. like North American series or movie. I pretty much know what's going to happen in the first, you know, half an hour. And with these, I'm just like, wait, is it, what's, what's going on here? What's, what's <laughs> happening? so it it really keeps me guessing. I like that. I like that good. I like
0: good. Yeah. I, I, you know, there are a lot of good British TV series out there at the minute that like you say, they, they go against, I guess, the, the Hollywood narrative where you can easily pick what's going to happen and you, you can see it and you kind of think, it kind of takes the fun out of watching it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of, I mean, it, it, there was even, Oh, what was it? Uh, Cormoran strike. Have you seen? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, just, uh, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. I, I, I love it. So, and also I've been trying to um, practice my, you know, my British, Speak, right? Okay, Just, okay. Get, get what have you got
0: so far? Then, what have you got so far?
1: <laughs> We're recording this, aren't we? We is, are, yes. Yeah. It... <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Um, uh, well, uh, oh, geez, putting me on the spot. Let's see. Well, I'm gonna talk. Okay, so. <laughs> i can't even i can't even even do it but um uh okay so so uh (laughs) i don't know where to start oh yeah sometimes i have to do things uh tongue twisters to get me in the mood so bet um well if i'm if i'm going for the proper british rp i'd be like um betty bought a bit of butter but it made her batter bitter so she bought some better butter and it made her batter better now betty's batter is much better without bitter butter and so then i then then i can kind of get in the in speak of it but uh, if i'm going a little more uh out uh, a little more cockney and dropping all the teas as betty bought a bit of butter now i'm down at pub with, with me wife right picking up a pint and uh you know yeah right and then uh i've got. I've got uh I've got a couple of friends over in uh, Scotland, uh my friend Greg and uh and he's a daft cunt I tell you. He's just right and always busting my balls and giving me the shite. shite. Uh so I've been practicing a bit there, but I find that I slip uh I tend to slip from Scottish into Irish, but I'm not really sure when I do it. I just get told it at the end. <laughs> That's class. That's amazing. I I love I love
0: your very you're very, um, Downton Abbey style old English there. And then smoothly straight into, straight into the Cockney accent there. Um, (laughs) and then, and then, yeah, then the Scottish was just spot on, but yeah, it just kind of then slides into the Irish. It's
1: right. There's something I, I just, I can't figure out when I'm doing it. So that's those, those, those practice things of it's like, uh, almost finding uh, certain monologues and stuff that really specifically target um, certain sounds and certain uh, words, right? Cause Irish, Irish I find is more in the front. No, see, I can't, ah, it's like, it's like more in the front, front, yeah. uh, front of the mouth, but I still, I go Scottish. It's like, it's so funny when I hear they're, it. They're,
0: they're interchangeable.
1: Then yeah. Oh, and what are some of the words? I was watching something recently, and because there's some really specific words that uh, that are very Irish, right? Yeah, there are. Anyway,
0: well, that, you're doing a great I, job so far. I love, I, I love the accents. You, you, you're yeah, doing a great job. Thanks.
1: Practice, practice makes better.
0: This is it. This is it. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about flight. Let's talk about right. flight of the navigator. How did you get into acting? How did you get into into getting that role? Because, I mean, looking at it now, you know, 30-odd years later, it's still such an iconic film. Like, still, without doubt, one of the best 80s films of all time. How did you sort of... How did you fall into that role?
1: Well, um, it's... uh... I think I mean so I got into I got into acting when I was quite young when I was about 8 years old my mom worked at uh the university here in Vancouver and um and so I was in a play her boss was directing a version of South Pacific a university play of South Pacific and, and so um and that was a musical and uh really you know it was fun and and I just I just kind of picked it up I could memorize the lines, I could sing a bit and and follow direction and stuff. So uh, after that, um, my mom's friends and people were like, you have to get that kid into acting like he's just, you know, he's a natural. Right. So uh, and so we found myself, found me an agent and I started doing commercials. And uh, and then when I was 10, I got uh, my first feature film uh, in Runaway. Which was Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons from Kiss, and I was just super excited. Michael Crichton film, Robots, and and uh, yeah, it, futuristic, you know, uh, cop movie. It was great. Um, and and I just I things things just kind of happened for me. I was really I was a natural. I didn't really. Uh, uh, you know, it wasn't like I set out to create a career or um, I just set out to have fun. And that was one thing I really appreciated of my mom was she always said, just go and have fun and enjoy yourself. And it's a great experience and you never know how long it's going to last or, but uh, um, yeah. And, and so then things happened. I clammed the cave bear and then I man, which was a TV Disney movie um, and uh, a murder, she wrote episode. And then and then I auditioned for Navigator, and I—I I don't remember the first audition, but the callback I do specifically because they flew us down to California, and I met up with Randall Kleiser, and mm-hmm. uh, and we read through, um, you know, a few of the scenes. I actually just recently saw some of those screen tests, those callbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah there's it's it's pretty neat if you see life after the navigator there's a few clips I've, in there. I have,
0: I've, I've seen that that's, I haven't watched it yet but yeah right. no I, I definitely need to watch that
1: yeah so and 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 it was really neat for me to see some of those clips in in that documentary because there was stuff that I didn't know about it so um yeah so uh, there's a little plug anybody listening go check out life after the navigator because if you're a flight of the navigator fan there's so much cool stuff about the film and then a little glimpse into my life too and and very inspirational and uh and i think i think that um like i really poured my heart and soul into that and it was a really amazing experience for me and so far i've had uh, just an outpouring of um of wonderful stuff from from fans and and reviews and other podcasts just people really inspired and and it really helping people i think um so uh yeah so so I met with Randall auditioned we just clicked right away um I was able to bring emotion to to David's character, I could cry on cue things like that and and we just kind of went from there um, and uh yeah it's pretty how,
0: how 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 was it sort of on set because obviously there was a lot of at cgi there especially around around the ship how did you how did you find being on set in you know such a i, I guess not really such a young age but at a younger age having just done having done commercials and sort of your first feature film how how was it
1: Well, it was, it was incredible. I loved it. And, and we did, it was uh, some of the first CGI definitely in film. So there was still a lot of the in-camera movie magic that, that happened. And uh, um, you know, I don't want to, give away too much but it was really neat they built the spaceship right there was a big spaceship on the crane and so i could actually go inside of that for say the gas station scene right where yep. i'm at big out Al, big al's gator city and and uh so it was this tactile real spaceship which was pretty cool i mean even though even though it was you know, fiberglass or whatever it was, it was still really cool. And uh and as well, the the inside of the spaceship was incredible. I mean you can see it behind me here. I can yeah this amazing Mylar um material that w- it it lit up and and there was a lot of effects that they would put in from behind with lights and things like that. So it made this environment so easy to uh to immerse myself in and the chair would come up out of the ground those big engines would actually come up out of the ground the you know max would track along the of floor or you know fly around the ceiling and so uh and and all the creatures off to the side of and everything so it was it was so it was so real it was I, I was i was literally there um and uh yeah and then some of the other the other movie magic i, I I just loved watching right there was a a couple of like scenes where they they had a smaller ship and used a perspective uh distance perspective to make it look big and uh things like that um and so and I just I, I just loved it I mean I I grew up on on theater and musicals and film and and CBC music you know that. um uh so I always had this artsy background for thanks to my mom and uh she used to do lighting and stuff for plays out at the university and so I would go and sit up to her with her in the lighting booth so I was always really interested in in theater, acting, movies, all that stuff and so it just it fascinated me and I loved the the camera angles and all that stuff so it was uh I I just loved it. And the the um, environment on the set too was incredible. Randall Kleiser, I mean, he was just such an amazing, calm, uh, collected director. He knew what he wanted. Um, had a really um, just genuine, calm, specific way of getting getting it out of out of the actors, right? Like just and um, and and let me kind of you know improv or not not quite improv but we we adjusted some of the lines to what I would maybe say as a kid in the 80s yeah. um things like that what was comfortable and, and there was a lot of give and take feedback and things and to make it to make the characters come to life and stuff so
0: kind of make it a little bit more I guess relatable to to you know for a kid saying it because I guess when an adult is writing they're sort of thinking back to what they might potentially say whereas you know you were like well I wouldn't say it like that you know yeah. that, that's not yeah. quite how it goes what yeah. what sort of give us an example of, of one of the lines that you would have sort of
1: changed well there was the 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 famous you know weasel dork butt face scuzz bucket um I think I, I can't remember specifically but I know me and Albie who was my little brother he kind of talked to us and like hey what would you guys say to each other so we kind of worked that one together and and uh you know the definitely the dork and the buttface and scuzz bucket were and i i look at those now i mean buttface is pretty pretty typical. but Scuzzbucket, i'm like where did that even come from um that's
0: definitely an 80s uh, one that is that's yeah. definitely an 80s one that right one.
1: yeah and and then there's the one scene in in the back of the car when i'm giving a noogie to jeff and i'm like you little dehydrated pizza face cuz that was like you know, the thing where you, 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 te- you, I mean, kids are so funny, right? We tease tease people, but it's like, uh, I remembered that one from, from, uh, so we used that and, and uh, yeah, it was just, yeah, yeah. Just, that, it, <laughs> just having fun it, with it. It,
0: it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine it was also sort of surreal. Do you ever sort of rewatch the film and just think, oh my God like that's that's actually me on there because it is like a cult classic now i mean i for me i'm a huge huge 80s fan i'm a huge film fan you know I, i've i've got an entire sleeve tattoo sleeve of 80s film all that's missing which is going to be done once covid lifts is the navigator ship that's what's oh. going on on my elbow it's going on just around my elbow there's a space just sitting for it that's all that's left and then yeah so it must Go. be so surreal to to sit and watch that because it is such a cult <laughs> classic.
1: Well, it it uh, it is, and and um, I love to hear this stuff, you know. And something I can say is, it's just it's such a gift. I'm so grateful, and it just it I, I, I literally get goosebumps when I have these chats because something about Flight of the Navigator people you either like you either absolutely love it or you've never seen it pretty much uh right if you've seen it you like you you absolutely love it and and even um i've had some people who didn't grow up with it but have watched it now there was a new uh 4k blu-ray release right um with second sight films there in the uk and and all over so which i just watched recently uh at my mom's for christmas and and wow it looks really good i mean it looks it looks really good so um but and and i was yeah speaking with another guy and he's like you know i watched it and being a fan of 80s movies helps but he said you know the graphics still actually kind of hold up and and the storyline too um i had a uh, i had the opportunity to watch the film um kind of in the background so uh some friends here teach uh, a kids acting class and so they watched the movie and then I came in afterwards and was like, "Hey, and and you know, oh, this is Joey Kramer from from the the movie you just watched." And so then these kids got to ask me questions about being a child actor and working on set, and and they were like, you know, up on the edge of their seats and watching and laughing and following it along. And so that's also a really um, a really telltale sign if if kids can get sucked in and watch it right to the end and not be like, Oh, this is, this is dumb or, Oh, this is lame. Right. (laughs) Uh, That's a real Testament to it. And, and so it's amazing how it's stood the test of time. And then the other part is the heart in the film there. I like I've watched it, as I said, a few times. And honestly, I, there are things that I'll remember when, when I'm watching it, but um, oftentimes I just get like most of the time when I'm watching it, unless I'm specifically watching it from a technical point of view, I just get lost in the story. And I literally, I'm not looking at, at the David Freeman as me. I'm looking at him as David Freeman and, and, you know, the hospital scenes, I get all teary eyed and, and stuff. And, and then, you know, and laughing at the, the NASA scenes and the the Carolyn McAdams, right? And Ralph and um, I love Howard Hessman's character. Like all of them, it's so much fun. But they and... they all
0: have they all have their own part to play, and they all have a great a great I guess arc about them. They they're not just peripheral figures. Everybody has a specific part to play, and they all play off each other. Um, And it really does come across. And you're absolutely right. It does stand the test of time. You know, even now, I I sat down with my kids after um, after I sent you a message before before the holidays. It was Mm -hmm. on the TV and I sat down with my kids and I said, come on, look, we're going to sit and watch this. This is about a little boy that gets taken into the future by accident by an alien in a spaceship um and and they were just sitting in they got right to the end and both of my both of my kids my eldest more when when david gets dropped back and then max kind of flies through the sky at the end he was he was like he was like crying and everything and i was like that's just like so (sighs) because it's like oh my god you know it 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 was just because that's how i was when i watched it for the first time you know when i was like seven or eight years old and i watched it and i was like oh my god you know, and and even him, he was like, but he's okay though, isn't he? He's got back to his mum and dad now. He's okay. You know, he's gone back in time, and because you know, and it was like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. gone, he's gone back now. And you know, I, I guess it it was kind of straight after the the scene where it kind of flicks between the the lightning and and Max with the, yeah. the red and the and you know, that that's quite an intense scene that bit. That's Oh, real yeah. It's it a
1: little scary, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely.
0: Is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's so intense. And then literally straight from that, you then get the real nice sort of the build up of the music to sort of start lifting it up again. And sees his mum and dad in the boat and Jeff is sitting there and, you know, and then the, the little the little creature comes out. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, it, that's probably one of the most cleverest things I've seen in a film that it takes you from such an intense set of scenes Mm. to something that's so heartfelt and emotional, literally in like the blink of an eye, it like literally just cuts it. And yeah, it's a fantastic piece of storytelling. And it's one thing I I love most about 80s films is that they are so original. There's such original screenplays and writing and everything seems so
1: natural it doesn't seem so forced like it does now right I see that and it was neat what you said about every every character has their specific part to play and their relationship to the storyline and stuff because there are these really tender moments with David and his mom right and and uh and the whole the beginning part but then when she when all of a sudden they're older and he's like, what's going on? And then there's also these really cool parts with David and the dad on the phone when he's at NASA and he's like, Oh, Hey dad. Right. And kind of, uh, you know, Oh, they're locking me in my room and, and, and stuff. And, And then the brother right in the hospital where he's like, there's, all those really specific things, and the relationship with Carolyn McAdams, you know, and that, like, and they all really mean something. They're not just kind of put in there as filler. There's there's really an emotional connection to them, and I, yeah, I, I that's that's pretty amazing. It's it's a really good insight, and um, yeah, that it, it makes for it really does make for a good story. And I was talking to someone else about storylines and things, and. And how it's interesting because the protagonist or the antagonist is almost like it's kind of NASA, yeah. right, as the bad guys. Yeah. And there's that funny thing because you're like, NASA has like guns and M16s and they're yeah. like, you know, basically abduct this little kid. But at the same time, the, the antagonist is also in a way just that, that trying to get back home trying to overcome that obstacle of being in the future and figuring out how to get back to your normal life and how to, how to get back to the ones you love and, and, uh, that journey home, that yeah. journey at home, right? It's, yeah, it's, no, that's yeah. it.
0: But you can, you can really see the, the sort of struggle to fit in within the future, you know, because it's like, he just turned up, like been yeah. missing, just turned up and same same person but just doesn't fit in yeah you know and i mean it's good the relationship between david and jeff in the future is is one that you wouldn't necessarily expect when you see how they are at the beginning of the film when they're very sort of butting heads which is what brothers do anyway my two kids there's only like 18 months between them and they butt heads like there is nobody's business but yeah. it's so sweet. But in the future, he's a real caring younger brother to his older brother, who's now his younger brother. Which yeah, it, it's it, it's kind and of and vice
1: versa. It's that that thing, and it it almost shows. See, I I was an only child, so I grew up. But I've talked to so many people who have brothers or siblings, or who have watched this with their sibling, and they're like, yeah, because. You do you butt heads when you're kids there's the kind of competition like, "Oh, I love this person, but also I want the attention or I want right the toy or whatever it is, and then later you grow you know you grow up together and you realize what's important and and how connected you are and and there's that that real that love and that care for each other and like hey I will protect you and and I will protect you and 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 so a lot of people could really really relate to that which was so amazing and so special and and that that element about David coming to the future and then not fitting in I've had so many people reach out and say that they just when they first saw this movie it helped them through Um, struggling times in their lives about being bullied and not fitting in and not being part of something and and they just felt like they could immerse themselves in this movie and 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 you know and go to that place of of kind of awkward you know scared not fitting in but then they find their way home and and it was like this this just inspiration for people that there is a way to get back and, and, and it'll be okay in the end, you know, and in a really authentic way. And yeah. that's just uh, so amazing and so special. I think that's really why it stood the test of time as well is that it's just it the heart and the heart of it is, is really amazing. There's so much love within the film
0: from each of the characters towards David. More specifically, it's kind of everyone is giving love to David, whether it be, you know, Carolyn McAdam, Sarah Jessica Parker, whether it be the the younger brother Jeff, whether it be the mum or the dad, and yep. to some degree, you kind of feel like NASA has that that love for him because they want to sort of protect him a little bit, but they're also quite intrigued by him and not quite sure how to approach him, and uh, it, it it kind of. It kind of feels like, the, the, I mean, David is the, the sole focus, and the one thing I love is that Paul Rubens doesn't take that focus away because obviously Paul Rubens and his voice is so synonymous. Obviously, it's it's a special voice.
1: Oh yeah. Paul Rubens, yeah,
0: But it yeah. doesn't it doesn't take away from from it being David's story, and I no, think really. you kind of you kind of get that quite, it comes across quite strongly from all perspectives, from all the other characters towards David. And there yeah. is a lot of love there. And I think, you know, it it would be interesting if there was ever something as a, of a follow-up, not a sequel as such, but a sort of where are they now type, you know, I, I, I know Hollywood loves to do sequels and reboots and I really hope that they never touch Navigator with a 10-foot pole. Because I would hate for them to do that. I really would.
1: Yeah, I think we've talked about this. I've talked about it with some other um, filmmaker friends now who grew up, loved the movie. It's why they got into film. Uh, It's why they started making movies or writing movies or whatever. And now they're making movies of their own, which is neat. And I've connected with them and really cool. And we talk about it. It's like, because I did have this idea for for kind of a a sequel but i think if it if it was done it would have to be done right with the same amount of of heart in it and you couldn't just go to because they you couldn't just go to the typical um you know movie synopsis kind of thing that that um right the car chase and the and the right there's the protagonist and the antagonist and then there's the conflict and then there's the car chase and then there's the resolution and all that stuff that but um but we had some pretty cool ideas and uh and also mark uh mark h baker who wrote the original story uh for navigator which was a cool script from a dream uh you'll again i don't you know yeah check out the documentary because you'll find out some really cool stuff in there but we've we've been talking a bit about um about like sequel rights and what the uh, you know chances are but I think the way that you could do it and what we've what I've thought and talked about is David being the dad and having a young daughter, I thought having a, you know, uh, a daughter as the protagonist would be great and yeah and uh, and he's been, you know, secretly secretly building a spaceship or something and she goes on (laughs) and she she stumbles upon it and goes on an adventure right so nice yeah I think I think that would be fun but uh, that would be that would
0: be so cool and and I think it would be good if if anything ever ever happened in that route that that we didn't I guess that modern technology wasn't used as much and it still had that authentic feel because that's what Tends to be missing now in most films is that authentic. That's what again. It's why I love the '80s so much because everything yeah. just feels authentic. Whether it's right. visual effects, whether it's you know actual FX, or whether yeah. it's a bit of CGI in there as well, it all all the films feel so authentic.
1: Yeah. Well, there was something I read a little bit ago, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, about a reboot. They were going to, you know, still trying to get this reboot off of the ground, which I don't think that they can. Do anymore because of the, I think they've run out of. I think, as far as I understand, in twenty twenty, um, the the rights went back to um, Mark as far as uh, storyline and sequel and things like Amazing. that, original thing. So, but the Jim Hunson Company was, you know, rumored to be involved, right? So something like that could be really cool. Where, yeah, yeah you're using some CGI, but also you're still, you know, some some cool. Jim Henson stuff, right? Some really cool puppetry would be really neat to actually make it that that in-camera stuff instead of green screen. And uh, who knows? Who knows? But uh, I I think it could be really fun because be Max. Amazing. I mean, still, he still looks great. And considering, like, he's a you know a puppet, right? But yeah. it was it was like it, he was he was real, right? You don't it, yeah. It, how it was he?
0: Sli- how was Max sliding around? Was it? like someone pulling strings or was it sort of being dragged no, across
1: it was like a big um dolly setup basically on that would it would slide it was like a grid slider kind okay of. so there were grips up there and there was you know one slider that would go forward and backward from the front to the back of the ship and then and then they were in a little cart and the max would come down and and he had like uh, controllers up in up in this cart and so he could turn max and and make his eye move and things like that and so then the grips would have to move and hit these spots right you know hit their marks for certain yeah. things and yeah it was really it was really intricate but super
0: nice and what w- cool. was was max's dialogue put in afterwards or was Paul
1: Ruben sort of
0: sitting in the background just speaking for a microphone
1: no, no, it was actually, um, Tony Urbano. Um, he, he's the main puppeteer and, um, and, uh, he said all the lines he did, you know, he read, read with me. So it was, it was like having a real, uh, yeah. you know, a real character there. And then later, cause they didn't actually know what they were going to do with the voice for, they tried all sorts of things. Again, uh, it, some of the cool stuff that I'd had no idea about that I found out in the, in the documentary and, and uh, it was really neat how, how it came about. And uh, yeah, so it was, um, I guess what they call a scratch track. And, and so we would just record the dialogue and then later it was, it was all filled in. So. Yeah. Awesome. Do you, do
0: you ever get asked to say a specific line from the film? Is there one specific line that people get you to say? Or is there a favourite line that you have from the movie?
1: Um, I, well, I get quite a few. I actually signed my... Um, have. I got hooked up with Cameo back in August. Uh, and so I've done a few of those. And definitely Weasel, Dork, Buttface, Scuzzbucket is a huge one. Um, the See you Later Navigator, right, is always compliance, right? I, compliance! <laughs> I would run into people over the years and they'd be like, wait, aren't you that kidding? And they'd be like, compliance, right? And that was always a huge one. And uh, and I mean, one of my favorites is right at the very beginning when he's like, don't forget to feed Bruiser to all be patty, special sauce, that is cheese, pickles, onions, on a sesame seed bun. Whoa, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> That's so, <amazing.
0: laughs> That's so That's, cool. Uh, yeah. that is, you've got a very good Paul Rubens there.
1: Very good, Pee Wee
0: Herman.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, how are you finding cameo? How how are you finding doing that? Is that is that good? It's it's great. It's fun. I mean, I never. uh, It's it wasn't like uh, I you know it wasn't like uh, I was doing it for the money. I was doing it to connect with people because I just I find that so such a gift and so amazing. I donate half of whatever I make to to charity here, you know, to the uh, society here in Vancouver. And and, um, and so it's, but I, I just, I love connecting with the fans and, and hearing these stories and bringing joy to, to, to people's faces and to, you know, after all these years, I mean, 35 years later, um, and just, uh, it's like, because I think it's really important for us as adults and stuff to remember that you know to be to to stick to our authentic kid self in a lot of ways right we we can forget it you can grow up and and you get stuck in a job or you just work and work and work in and and uh kind of um yeah just the stress i mean stress these days is horrible (laughs) right and 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 there's a lot of people who have uh you know deal with depression or anxiety or ADHD or whatever things like that like just that really can take you out of yourself and I think that when you find something that brings back that authentic joy from when you were a kid that magic that imagination just that literal awe of of it that's the spice of life that's a a real spark of life and I and that's what's important because I think that can that can really affect people in such a positive way so that's why I love doing it and that's why I love doing these things um it's why I'm you know I started my Instagram thing to kind of I was was kind of social media but I just you know wasn't I've got a Facebook page right Joey Kramer aka David Scott Freeman and, and then uh and and then my instagram there so and i try and just connect with people and and it's really neat because that's that's what it's all about and it um yep i I, like i can't i really can't say enough because they get so you, you know like they get so excited to meet me they're like wow this is just amazing and i and i get excited right back because um yeah, because I'm just so grateful, and and just I, I find it so amazing that people still love this movie, and yeah, and uh, really just and really love it, and it means a lot. And it's, uh, yeah. If I never did another movie in my life, I would be I would I would be happy to for this to have been, you know, the one kind of thing.
0: It's honestly when you when you messaged me back on Instagram, I was sitting in I was sitting in my my lounge with my parents and literally Navigator had just finished on Sky on Sky Movies and we would really? seen we'd caught like the last 20 minutes of it. Um and then I checked my Instagram and you'd message me back and I went, Mum, you'll never guess what. She was like what? It's like I'm gonna speak to David from Flight of the Navigator. She was like, No, you're not I was like, honestly I really am. And yeah, <laughs> because we've you know I've grown up watching Navigator like I've watched it so many times now I could almost I could pretty much almost do it word for word I think Mm -hmm. if I really sort of focused I could probably do it word for word and honestly I can't thank you enough for giving me the opportunity to talk to you because it's it's so surreal for me for me it's so Mm -hmm. surreal to be able to talk to you and kind of talk to you about Navigator and talk to you about life in you know dealing with that and and so yeah honestly I can't thank you enough it's my, my pleasure it's,
1: my pleasure
0: it's such a such a such a pleasure to talk to you and you know and taking your time out for to do it is just yeah it's just brilliant i oh, thank you so much
1: for thank oh. you thank you thank you thank you for sure okay take care Thanks, see much. you later see you later navigator see you later
0: navigator Compliance. <laughs> bye bye